the world in general, it just feels different since the pandemic. We've all been through, a, I think, a, a really giant global sort of wake-up call, and, and we're all reacting in whatever ways we are. We get very comfortable in what we know. You know, I, I often, when I have to make big decisions, I like, I mull it over and I talk to way too many people and I mull it over. And then eventually it's like, oh, God damn it, I'm just going to go. Just do it. Hi, I'm Kathleen O'Grady, and I am entering a world gone good for the second time. Hi, Mary Weiss, and I am entering a world gone good for at least the third time. Well, hello, my name is Steve, and we are back with World Gone Good, the show that looks for the light or finds the light in the darkness to prove this world of ours isn't as bad as Twitter says it is. Speaking of Twitter, are you following us on it? We are at World Gone Good One. That's World Gone Good with the number one at the end. And over on the Instagrams, we are at World Gone Good Podcast. Go on, give us a good follow, and we We'll be sure to follow you back. And if you need all your good in one convenient location, look no further than our website curated by my pal, Lisa, worldgonegoodpodcast.com. That's pretty easy to remember. All our episodes can be listened to right there in one convenient location. We have sort of a recommendations list going on. And we also have our top five most downloaded episodes of all time. Who knows? Maybe this one right here will top that list soon enough. WorldGoneGoodPodcast.com. So yeah, we took a good little break, didn't we? It's uh, <laughs> good to take a break every now and then, don't you think? It gives us time to refresh and relax and also to rethink what we're doing right here on this show, this podcast. On that note, we are going to sort of get back to some good basics. Not that we got away from them, but just get back to them. So what does that mean? It means over the next few weeks, next couple episodes, our good topics are going to really narrow in on those basics. And basics, we mean we start right here today, right now, with this one, change. A lot of us talk about change, making a change, making changes. We talk about making a change to a relationship we are in. Maybe it's a romantic one or a friendship or one with a family member. We talk about making a change to where we live, moving. That's a big change. We talk about making a change at where we work, a higher position or leaving a job completely. We talk about changing our eating habits, our sleeping habits, going to the gym more, getting our steps in, get your steps in. So many changes we talk about making, but how often is it that we're just talking? And what is holding us back from taking action? I've invited two of my favorite people to talk about their change. Both of them have been with us before. We last spoke with Kathleen O'Grady. She shared her good of donating a kidney to her brother. That is a big change. And Mary Weiss was with us. She talked to us about becoming a volunteer sex education teacher. Both Kathleen and Mary have made big changes. And oh yeah, me too. I made a pretty big one recently myself.
So what is good about change? What is scary about change? What does it take to make change? Let's find out together and see if we can jumpstart you to make yours happen next. So combined, we have five times the amount of good, maybe more, maybe less. It just depends on what kind of math we're all doing. And today, we're reuniting to talk about something I've been wanting to talk about. And you're two of my close friends, so I was like, I'm going to get you two. We're going to talk about change is good. change gone good. God, I already screwed it up. Dang it. <laughs> but you both have had some change in your life. Kathleen, I'm going to start with you. What's the big change that you can share with this audience that you went through? Well, the biggest change is I have a big dog now and I have still have a small, tiny apartment. But um, this guy came along and boy, he's just made things so much fun. First of all, I'm really lucky. I can I can take him to work with me. So we are completely bonded because he's seen me drive. And second of all, um, I just, you know, I, it, you know, Steve, you know, especially they're like ambassadors. So I have met neighbors that I've seen for years on my block, but now we talk. So it's been a big change, but a 100% welcome change. How did that all come to be? I got ransom when my friend Sandy passed away and she bequeathed me her giant beast. So it's been interesting because Sandy, my friend Sandy, was a very smart woman and did very well for herself as a a costume designer here in L.A. But she kind of left ransom with a bit of a trust fund. And also, uh, he inherited a really cool old vintage chair that he has always enjoyed sleeping on. So not only did I get a dog, but I got a very cool chair. (laughs) Can we pause for one second? How do you both have very good dear friends named Sandy? Isn't that funny? That's really random. Really, really random because you both do. All right, Mary, I'm going to jump to you for a second. You also have had some change in your life. What is your change that's happened? Oh, my. You think? Um, I have changed locations. I left Los Angeles after 30 years living and working there. I sold my house that I've lived in for 18 years, and I moved back to Chicago. Um. Uh, my family's back here and uh, it all came around really fast and I'm living. It's so funny. I'm, I, I, it's very reminiscent. I have little bits of deja vu from when I first, you know, I first lived in Chicago after grad school. Um, and I'm like, the difference now is I can actually afford things and I don't have to have roommates. So <laughs> okay, I, who's, who of the two of you has the fire, the fire station or the, the sirens going on in the background? I do. Of course. That's why you're in Chicago. Perfection. Keep going. (laughs) Chicago fire. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Things are hopping here. Um, Yeah. I mean, and it all came about really fast. Um, The decision was made, I don't even know, sometime in January. And 
by April 15th, my house was sold and I was driving across the country with my Sandy and three cats in a car. Well, that's really key, though, because my change, big change, is I quit my job. And I left my job and I was kind of backed into a corner. It was one of those break it, take it, make it kind of situations. I can't think of a better way to say it. And I was just like, nope. And I left. But you just said something really key about change. Do you feel, each of you, I'm going to start with you, Kathleen, you were handed a change like, here's a dog. That's a big change. That's a big responsibility. Did you make a quick, yes, I'm doing this? Did you have time to think about it? Did you hesitate? That's where I want to ask about that change in your life. I think that's a great question. I did not hesitate for a minute. As a matter of fact, I said yes to my friend because she had been battling cancer for four years. So when she asked me, she was three years in, and I said, of course, yes. But I really didn't think, I thought that she was really going to be okay. I didn't, for the life of me, think that I'd get the dog. So I said yes, and I meant it. And then when, you know, sadly, things looked like, talk about big change, um, then I kind of had to scramble a little bit and tell, you know, my landlord that this was coming and talk to my boss about it. And thankfully for me, I live in this great little bubble of wonderful people and everyone went, okay, we'll work it out. Well, I actually wanted to add something to that, though, about um, Kathleen's decision. I have this very distinct memory. Kathleen and I were driving in the car, and um, and one of Sandy's good friends who was with her throughout uh, her last days was this fellow who'd gotten very attached to uh, Ransom. And Kathleen, being the kind soul that she is, was debating whether or not you know maybe he'd like to take Ransom. And I said, okay, look. I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to answer really, really fast without even thinking. Do you want ransom? And she went, yes. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I did want him. She did. She just wa- She was, you know, I understood, but I just remember that. And um, I frankly feel like I got a dog because I adore <laughs> him and I miss him so much not yes. being there. And the feelings mutual, Mary. Yes. Now, for you, Mary, a move, a move is a big change, especially with making the decision you made as quickly as you made it. Because to me, you made that decision pretty quickly, too. I did, but it was definitely something that had been percolating for quite a while. Um, Just as Kathleen, you know, sort of knew that it was a possibility and had some time to sort of look at what her options were. I had been looking for a couple of years at the idea of, of, uh, of coming back to be near family of, you know, frankly selling my house, which I always knew was going to be, you know, my retirement. Cause uh, you know, cause that would do me well, actually property in Los Angeles, but also just, you know, I, I didn't see myself as I like to say, you know, um, going further into my dotage uh, in Los Angeles. You know, my street was always lovely, but it was, it just, it never felt like the place to continue uh, to age in. And so I'd been kind of thinking about it and I just, you know, but it's very hard. I was in the middle of, you know, still working as it were. And, you know, but then also the pandemic hit. 
Mm. And when we had the pandemic, I had all this downtime and we suddenly learned that we could do things remotely and priorities shifted. And I saw that, you know, as much as I have a lot of friends, I'm also on my own. I live by myself and I wanted to be near family. You know, life becomes very myopic and very focused as to what becomes important. So I've been thinking about this for a while. And then one day on Facebook, I see that my old college roommate, um, who has a lovely duplex on the north side of Chicago, like had her apartment for rent. And I just felt myself going, huh? And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, it's three bedrooms. And I, and I reached out to her just to kind of see. And from there, Steve, it just sort of everything in the universe went, yes, yes, yes. You know, mm-hmm. things just fell into place. And one of the things I did do is I actually, I spoke to you. I spoke to Kathleen. I spoke to only a few people because it's very easy to get overwhelmed with big change like that. There's sure. a lot of folks who have been like, you know, no, you can't do that. That's too scary. I asked people who'd done it before and you had done it before. I watched you and Jim leave leave Los Angeles and go to Palm Springs, go from Palm Springs to Santa Barbara, leave your job, watch it change. And Kathleen, I watched her, you know, Kathleen did a big change nine years ago, living in New York, which I know she loves, Mm -hmm. and she up and came here. So I talked to people like that about what was that thing with the change, you know, and, and also, you know, Kathleen being the friend she is, and a couple others were like, you've been talking about this for a while, and I'm not so sure you're happy in LA anymore. So once I just kind of went, yes, man, everything just kind of like, fell right into place. So many things were just sort of opened. And I like, as someone says, I, I rode the horse the direction it was going and it was going back to Chicago. Well, you just said something really key because you said something about priorities. And, yeah. and I think that is the key thing is like, I don't remember who it's Maslow's hierarchy and, and your, your, your base level priorities mm-hmm. are, are food, shelter, um, Security. Security and sex. Mm. Uh, sex meaning procreation, making more people. Though, you know, mm. I think that's a basic need, however you like to feel about it. But <laughs> but, but priorities. And like that was, that for me really symbolized why I left my job. And you just said it too. It's like we changed how we looked at priorities and what the priorities were. And for me with my job, uh, I miss some of the people I worked with. But I'm also just like, no, my job had shifted and who I was had shifted. And they wanted us all to go back to the old way. We're all going back. We're all going back. We're all going back. And I was like, no, no, we're not. We're not going back because we have moved forward. You know, I really had a problem with the statement for a while when people would say it's time for you all to go back to work because my um, quite frank response to that is, fuck you. I've been working to keep your company afloat for the last two years I'm not going back, right? I'm going forward. Right. And so- You worked all the way through. Yeah, we did. And so we we worked. It's not, we're not, you didn't do me some favor by um, (laughs) making me not leave my house and fearful that I might (laughs) die if I walked out and spoke to someone for more than- It's not like I suddenly gave you, you know, uh, two years of extra vacation time. Right. Right. Uh, right. So I and I and I say that respectfully because you know I don't want to burn a bridge. At the same time, I think priorities shift, and that's where it's curious to me. It's it's always I I I remember Kathleen. Not that you weren't an animal person, but I remember like 
Jim did, my husband did not really have a thing for dogs. And when we moved in together, I only had my dog Hubie and my cat Jack and he had his cat Gracie. And when it was like one of the first mornings we were all together and he was on his way to work and, you know, here's a change. We moved in together and, and, um, you know, mixing animals together who you know, the cats were not getting along. It was a nightmare. But one morning I heard him yelling at Hubie right before he, he left for work. And he's like, oh, my God, leave me alone. Leave me alone. And I come down the hallway and I go, what is happening? And he's like, oh, this dog is driving me crazy. She keeps bringing me every toy and she keeps coming up to me and bumping her head into me. And I just go, she likes you. And then he's just like, uh, I, I, I don't have time for this. And then I was like, she likes you. She wants to, she's telling you she likes you. She wants to be you to, she wants you to know, she wants you to play with her. And he came home that night. He felt bad. And he came home that night with all these toys for her. And he played with her for like an hour and she was over the moon. And it's just like such a silly little shift. So my question to you, Kathleen, to start again, God, I keep favoring Kathleen. My God. Okay. I know. Um, K's before M's. (laughs) There you go. Alphabetical. (laughs) How have your priorities shifted since you made this change or have you noticed them too? Oh, they definitely have. I mean, I think we've established a, a, a sort of a schedule. So I'm much more on ransom schedule. And, and recently I, you know, I've been so lucky the last few years in that I can go anywhere I want, you know, prior to the pandemic, I could go to New York for a week and not worry about it. But now I do have to worry about it. And early on when I first got him, I had a couple friends who would take care of Ransom. But this time, again, talk about change. People are leaving. You know, people are people are doing what Mary's doing. They're they're going back to where they either, you know, want to start anew or to be closer to the people they care about. So my sort of go-to people were gone. And it for the first time became a real issue about you know taking care of ransom when i leave so that's a that's a big change that i'm still working out um and being i feel like a little bit controlling about his care um you know i have to check myself with like you know it's all going to work out and i'll get the right person so that's been one thing but also just like on the day to day you know get up when he gets up walk, you know, and come back, feed him first. It's, it's a little bit Ransom's world and I'm just driving. <laughs> Mary, obviously priorities changed and you moved. When you landed where you landed, did you have that, an expectation of not a time frame, but like, okay, these things are going to happen. Like I've moved before and been like, okay, we're moving here. And these people are, you know, or you go on a trip and you're like, oh, these people are going to can't wait to see me. And then they can't see you and they're scheduled. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost like people have their own lives and you come back into it or you go and be a part of it. Did you have thoughts on that and what those priorities would be? Does that, did that question even make sense? <laughs> Enough. It okay. made enough sense. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, part of this move was from the fact that there had been a shift in priorities. You know, you talk about your workplace had changed. You know, Kathleen and I both, you know, being performers, being actors and stuff, there's an acknowledgement that, you know, the business has changed. How does it not? Um, 
and the pandemic changed things, as we said, and, you know, an aging out of category, like all of that shifted, but also just reaching a point in my life where it's like not wanting so much of my energy, my psychic energy going into worrying about, you know, career and some of these other things. And uh, I just wanted to free that space up. I felt like so much of my energy went into that. And there's also, there was also kind of confronting this financial fear. You know, I grew up with, my folks took great care of me. I, you know, there were five of us, my, you know, we had a, a boisterous, funny Irish family, but you know, money was always very tight. And I always, you know, and I struggled a lot in my early years. And so there's just this mentality of like, you know, well, but I have to keep working. I have to do that, you know, and the reality of like, sort of, letting that go. That's what shifted coming here. It's like, I sold my house and I made a really nice amount of money. I, you know, I've decided to very consciously to take a break from any, any kind of work. And that's where I got very lucky. But my, all my agents are like, you know, take whatever time you need, let us know and and we'll get you started again. If I even decide to. Um, mm. My priority right now has like, I don't have a schedule necessarily. I'm a little bummed. One of my brothers hasn't bothered to come and see me. So it's like, you know, excuse me, but. Oh, he will now because he'll be listening to this. Exactly. (laughs) But you know, I just, there's actually been this, this wonderful, I'm not going to say it's not a little scary sometimes because old habits die very hard. So every once in a while, there's that little part of my brain that wants to go, Oh, but maybe you shouldn't. It's like, Nope, Nope. I gave myself permission to just come here, get settled and let things unfold. Um, and that's very different because I, you know, it's been, a, it's been decades of being told what I should be doing. And uh, if not by other people, then by my own brain, because it's gotten so <laughs> ingrained. And so it's so nice to not have any of that agenda, any of it. Kathleen, what do you got to add to that? Well, just that, you know, for Mary, it, it did all happen so fast, but I, I had been so excited for her. It just seemed like the right thing to do. And as she said, everything was pointing, you know, there was a big neon sign going, yes. But I also want to just reflect that I think this pandemic really has for all of us, including you, Steve, you know, you, you, you couldn't, sort of go back to the way it was. Mary saw an opportunity that, you know, things have changed drastically in the day to day. So why not try something new? And I really, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling that change in my overall day to day. You know, ransom actually helps (laughs) keep me anchored, but boy, you know, just the world in general, it just feels different since the pandemic we've all been through a i think a, a really giant global sort of wake up call and and we're all reacting in whatever ways we are and i think there's a power there because i think so much power was taken away from us um in the shift in what happened 2 years ago and we have to accept that and it's you know it's hard to accept that but i think that's the key thing and that's that's the scary thing about a big change or any change is like, you know, this is so fascinating to me because I wanted to do a show about change. And I'm like, we're talking about moving, quitting your job and getting an animal. These are like the only other thing that, that we're missing is getting married. 
You know what I mean? Like that's the only thing we're missing. And so I think that's, I think it's so crucial to think about because there's so much fear there, but then you have to just say to yourself, wait, but what is it I'm afraid of? Like what, what is it? Mm. I've, I've always been able to feed and clothe myself. And if I can feed and clothe Mm. myself, I'm probably be able to feed a dog. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) well, exactly what you just said, you know, um, about the fear. There's always this, you know, there's this fear. We get very comfortable in what we know, you know, the devil, you know, as they say. And I was, I had a very comfy little life, but in many ways it felt like it was getting smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I felt, you know, just kind of oppressed in, you know, not from, maybe that's the wrong word because it wasn't coming from anywhere. It just was this kind of this feeling, but I've been thinking about it for a while. But of course there was that fear of like, you know, upsetting everything. I mean, there've been moments here when I wake up and go, I threw a hand grenade into my life. (laughs) But I also think that sometimes uh, the fact that mine happened so fast is it was just ripping off the bandaid. You know, I, I often, when I have to make big decisions, I like, I mull it over and I talk to way too many people and I mull it over. And then eventually it's like, Oh God damn it. I'm just going to go just do it. And that's kind of, I've been thinking about selling. I've been thinking about going. It's like, Ooh, what's the right time? And then this happened and it was like almost a relief because there's a lot of psychic, again, psychic energy, a lot of thinking going into, Ooh, should I, when's a good time to sell? But that's gone because I did it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's a power in the do. And when yes. you, when you called me and you started talking me through this and you're like, and, and, and you can give me both sides and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, I remember listening to you going, list your house, go. Oh my God, this yeah. is amazing. Wait, what? You have a rental opportunity with one of your best, po- oh my God, go. Like, this is amazing. It's like lined itself up so perfectly, like, so just lined itself up. And, and, and I think those are the, you know, again, the fears that we have of like, but what if, but what if, and I always go back to, for me, like, just remember when we were little and, and I was kind of a scared kid, but when we were little, everything was possible. You know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. No one said Mm -hmm. you couldn't be certain things. I mean, (laughs) <laughs> with all due respect, my parents were like, you're never going to be a veterinarian. You'll never be able to cut anything, uh, cut an, a dog open. I'm like, yes, I will. Watch me cut this dog open. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but as the vegetarian, <laughs> right, right. The vegan screaming because I chop up animals. No, but, but as kids, you know, we instill this whole thing of like, you can be anything you want to be. You can go anywhere you want to be. I've said this a million times on this podcast, not a million, many times on this podcast when I'm asked by younger people who start in what I do and for advice, they're always shocked because my advice has nothing to do with work. I always just tell them travel. Mm. And they always go, what? I was asking you advice about writing and directing and producing. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm, travel, you'll figure it all out when you travel. (laughs) The stories that will come to you, the things you will see, the foods you will eat, the things you will breathe, Mm. but all the things we tell ourselves that we can't, we put those roadblocks in front of ourselves the what if roadblocks. Mm-hmm. And so I always find that so, so interesting. So on that note, Kathleen, yeah. what would you say to somebody who's been hesitating about getting a pet? Travel. <laughs> <laughs> Get a dog in Ibiza. Go ahead. Right. No, I would, of course, say, oh, do it. Just 
do it. I mean, the gifts you get every single day. It's some work, of course. There's some negotiations, of course. But overall, it just enhances, enriches, and enlivens your world. And you meet people. I have met the most handsomest men just by uh, our dogs kind of sniffing each other. So (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that's a dating app, too. Mary, what do you say to people who are on the fence about taking the leap like you did? And you can be realistic. Well, you know, with anything, I'm I'm a big one on, you know, like do all your homework and pros and cons. But at the same time, if, if first of all, if the universe and I, you know, the universe, whatever it is, but like if, if everything, like you said, the neon sign is pointing, if, you know, like by all means, fricking go step out of your comfort zone, shake it up and see if it works. One of the best things people said to me as I was deciding to do this you know, and it may even have been you, Steve or Kathleen, is, you know, I, if it doesn't work in a couple of years, I come back. I go back right, or right. I do something else. Because here's the thing, I'm uh, in my, uh, as I approach my dotage, I've had so much change. I've had so much craziness. I, you know, the first time I bought a house, I literally laid on the floor in the middle of my house that needed work after I'd fired my contractor because he was mean to me. And I like sort of mm-hmm. cried and then I called someone and then I got on the other side of it. And 18 years later, I sold that beautiful house. Right. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. I've already, I've already had lots of good, bad and exciting and scary and other things happen. So this is just one more. And like you said, Steve, it's like, I've stayed relatively safe. I've stayed clothed. I've stayed fed. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, I can, you know, we can do this. You can do this. And if and you can always change your mind, we change it now. And then you say, Oh, maybe not good, but you don't know until you do it. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel the same way about all the, all the jobs I have decided when I've decided to leave, when it's like, this isn't fun anymore. And everything mm-hmm. has been pointing for a while and I need to take that leap. And I really hope that anyone listening right now, whatever that change thing that you're on the brink of, and it could be as simple as, you know, changing your eating habits, changing the time you go to bed, Mm. changing, painting the inside of a room that you've been putting off or whatever it is, whatever the change is, the three of us are proof that we're all doing just fine, if not exponentially better more creative, more energized, more excited. And here's the funny part, Mary, just what you talked about. You're coming back here in a couple weeks anyway, right? Did it, I mean, you're being flown back for a part you did and you're, you're, it's like amazing to me. Like that's, that's how it should be. But it's like, yeah, you, here's an actor thing that you worked on and they need you back. Well, sure. They got your plane ticket, get your ass back here. Well, that's just it. I mean, I think it's about opening up you know, the possibilities of the way things can look, um, you know, as opposed to, you know, God, I have to be in LA. It's the only way you have work and stuff. It's like, well, no. And again, the pandemic changed that, the environment changed, the business changed all of that. You know, I was, I 
read a really, uh, actually, I didn't read it. It was an audio book, which there's the arguments like, do you actually read it if you just listen to the audio? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I, 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 a discursive, but um, this great book um, called 4,000 Weeks, uh, I think Oliver Berkman is his name. He's a, he's an Englishman. And he's got a lovely, lovely accent to listen to. And, uh, but he talks about like using our time and when it comes to like making a change and making a choice about how to use our time, like, do you go for it? Do you just continue to do that, which is comfortable and therefore you don't stretch or you do, do you take the chance and do the thing that is going to stretch you, but it might be uncomfortable. And he said, always choose the uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's how change happens. Change doesn't change well, yeah. doesn't happen if we just you know get up every day and eat the same food and put on the same clothes and play it safe. Life is not about playing it safe. Life is about playing it smart. Agreed. And sassy and sexy and fun and creative and all the things you want. But it is it is curious, curious and curious. Yep. It's really not. I mean, I mean, within the parameters of like, you know, we, we certainly do our due diligence. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to suddenly, you know, jump out of an airplane without How having- How did I know you were going to say that? I was about to say jump <laughs> out of an airplane. <laughs> right. But at the same time, you know, I know I'm talking to three, you know, to three, uh, myself and you, uh, I'm talking to, to people who, who, you know, are responsible and- you know, uh, and diligent and, and smart, but at the same time, uh, willing to take those risks, um, for the sake of, of growing and for, uh, seeing what's, what's out there. Well, I just, uh, I think it's so important to sort of reiterate that idea of sort of choosing fear, not that you're going to put yourself in a dangerous situation, but if, but if there's an option to do something that sort of makes your the the hair on the back of your neck stand up and it's it's enticing and appealing you should do it you should do it because like you said Steve I mean it's just everything's too short exactly how I came upon having a dog my friend didn't have more time so if you if you're in a situation where you look at an opportunity that's presenting itself or uh, the opportunity to maybe change things up, it's absolutely worth consideration. And I think it's worth jumping in. We can't take time for granted. We have no guarantees. We can do everything we want, you know, uh, to like ensure that next week will be great or next year will be great. None of us have a guarantee. So, so like jumping in and, and taking that chance now to see if it's, you know, to see what's out there, um, just is even more important than ever right now. So, you, you know, I didn't want to look back, you know, I didn't want to sit in my house for like another five years waiting for the perfect opportunity and then go, oh my God, where'd the last five years go? Yeah. You know? It's, it's so powerful. It's so simple. And it's so powerful and it just sometimes takes being very, very brave and reconnecting with our younger selves who were so fucking brave. Yeah. You know, we were so brave. Yeah. I mean, we learned how to ride a bike. That's not an easy thing. 
Exactly. I mean, think of like all the crazy shit. I mean, Jiffy Pop popcorn. That could have like, <laughs> I could have burned my face off with that shit. But look, I survived. <laughs> well, you guys, you, you both have been here before, so you know how we end these shows. We end these shows with two questions, which you both have answered before, but I'm going to have you re-answer them because the last time you answered them was a long time ago. And who knows? It might have changed. We're going to start with you, Kathleen. Who inspires you? I'm inspired right now by, well, I, I remember what I said last time, and I think I still am, by people who actually do what, they're, what they say they're going to do. I find it always shocking that people do what they say they're going to do, and I'm always like, hmm, I should remember that. Mary, who inspires you? I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, who inspires me? Uh, I love what Kathleen said, because I, I really right now, what's inspiring me are uh, the folks who are willing to speak out, the people speaking out for really what's important. Um, I have a, actually, my friend Helen, who got me started, you know, teaching uh, is just fierce and you know, works with the, um, works with all sorts of organizations in, uh, Los Angeles. Now I look at that and I, you know, I don't have the same energy or drive, but I just so like admire, uh, just the, the, her willingness to really like stand behind her beliefs. It's something to aspire to, to aspire to. Yeah. Inspire, aspire, we'll take it. We close these shows. Aspire. We close. Nice aspire. We close these shows with ransom barking. And we close these shows <laughs> with the same way every time. And you both know it. I'm going to start with you, Mary. Mary, tell me something good. <laughs> oh, what's good is ransom. Seriously, I, I have cats, but nothing makes me happier than when I go, I do miss, you know, on a regular basis, I would go to Kathleen's work and go for a 20 minute walk with her and ransom. And I would park my car and I, Kathleen would turn the corner and let go of the leash. Cause he would come bounding towards me. And the most joyful thing on the planet is that dog running towards me. So very happy. Seriously. It's like the biggest uh, hit of happiness. It's just the best. It's the best. Kathleen, tell me something good. I am surrounded by really, really amazing people. And I realize it more and more every day. And I find that I am a very, very lucky girl. Thank you, Kathleen and Mary and Ransom for sharing your good. Okay, my friends, it's your turn. What good change have you been thinking about making? It's about time to take that good leap, don't you think? Next time on World Gone Good. I like seeing that the world has potential, I guess. And some people call it wonder. That feeling of opening people up to something new was important to me. And that's what I carried with me when I went from magic into all the other things that I learned how to do. 
I met this incredible fellow about two decades ago when he enticed us with his pancake show. That's not a euphemism. There was an actual pancake and an actual show. Scott Neary is a force of good, whether he is juggling or doing magic or uplifting others or just being a dad. Scott celebrates life by living in the moment. That is what we're going to be talking about, living in the moment, the good of it. I can't wait to share our good conversation with you. Until then, be good.